if you feel like you're in this season where everything is kind of repeating itself over and over year after year and you need to have a big change in your life in order to to shake things up that can feel really scary but sometimes you just have to make a big leap. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side project for motivated creators. My name is Femke, and we have a little bit of a different episode today. Charlie is currently on vacation in Seattle, so while she's over there enjoying a little bit of the sunshine, we have a very special episode and a very special guest, Eric. Hey, how's it going, Femke? Welcome to the show. It's so exciting to have you here. I can't believe this is happening. It's super cool. So we've known each other for a little while, right? Like I think maybe three years ago we met each other online or so. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's been that long. And now this is the first time we're actually meeting in person, which is super cool. And you're currently passing through Europe, so we thought... While you were here visiting Amsterdam and seeing me, we'd do a bit of a fun special episode together. And for those of you who don't know Eric, or maybe you're not familiar with his work, you are a super talented hand lettering artist and a graphic designer, and you're currently working at WeWork. And you mostly create murals and art installations there, is that right? Yep. Super cool. I've seen some of it on your Instagram. It looks so amazing. And people may also know you as the guy behind Summer of Sketching, which is a super cool project that you do every summer. And you've also just packed up your apartment in New York and are embarking on a new adventure, which I'm sure we'll be talking about more on this episode. I'm very excited to hear what you're up to. But for this episode, episode 93, we're going to talk about taking risks. And when we talked together about doing this episode, I asked you, know what you'd be interested in talking about on the show and this one you suggested and I really resonated with it I thought it would be a good topic we haven't done it before on the show so yeah why why did you want to talk about taking risks? Mm, Well I think it's a theme that's repeated over and over the last few years Mm -hmm. for me in my career and in my life I get a lot of fulfillment out of taking risks and um, it's just, it makes my life more interesting. I'm a very kind of curious person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just felt like uh, a lot of other people might get some value out of that and hearing my perspective on it. Yeah. So, I mean, you have this day job at WeWork, which I can imagine is very creatively fulfilling. And then you also do some side projects on the side and you had your Optimus project that you did a couple of years ago and you do summer of sketching every year. So, I mean, I, for me, as someone who, who follows your work and loves the stuff you do, for me, from the outside, it looks like you take a lot of creative risks. And I guess, like, is that something that you try to integrate into your creative life? Like, are you actively sort of a person that is aware of potential risks and is something that you want to do more of? Or are you quite cautious and skeptical when it comes to that? I think I'm actually pretty cautious and skeptical. Uh-huh. I wish I took more risks, actually. And I only really do things after thinking about them. I don't just go and start side projects without thinking it through or invest time into something without thinking it through. And I also look to people who have done things before Mm -hmm. and I see, well, that might have worked for them, so let me try that. So it's not just a blind risk. Like I I see that there's a path. So... I think I could afford to take a few more risks 
um, in my creative life because sometimes things get stale. I mean, I have a job. It's still a job, even though I really enjoy it. And years ago, I was freelancing, which was a little more risky. How many times can we say the word risk on this episode? Um, <laughs> Maybe we should try and keep count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, was, I used to be freelancing, and that was definitely a little more difficult. And it forced me to to try new things, to, to bring in money to, to pay rent. And now I have a little bit more of a defined job. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good place to start is what is a risk? And I know that you had some thoughts on defining what a risk is because I think often we we can assume things are really risky when maybe they're not or vice versa. I think it can be hard to define what what a risk is and, and maybe each person has their own definition of what that is for them. But I, I know that you had some thoughts on this. Did you, did you want to share? Yeah. So according to dictionary, a risk is a situation involving exposure to danger. And I think that's a really interesting definition because a lot of times we're taking quote unquote risks, but we're not really in danger. Mm. It's sort of like an emotional danger or fear of embarrassment or wasted time. And our brains are hardwired to be scared of physical danger, you know, from the caveman era where trying not to get hunted by animals, essentially. Um, so I think that that's, that's the part of the brain that activates even when we're not in physical danger, but we, we, you know, we get into that fight or flight mode. And I think that that's actually a problem because that prevents us from reaching our fullest capabilities because um, we're scared because we think we're in danger, but we're really not in danger. Everything's going to be fine in a matter of hours or days. Uh, if something goes wrong, well, depends on the depends on what you're doing. But <laughs> I think in most cases, when we we're making a huge deal out of something and we're so scared, it's really not that big of a deal, and it's really our brain playing a trick on us. Do you think some like somewhere along the line, since I guess cavemen era, our definition of danger, I guess, changed? Maybe, like I don't know. I think. There are things that I feel are super dangerous, but in the grand scheme of life probably isn't. And maybe that comes down to like, you know, uh, how how the world has been formed around us and what our parents have told us to be wary of and, and what's considered dangerous. And I guess everybody maybe has their own definition uh, of what that is based on cultural values and things that your parents taught you. So like, for for example, one risk that I took is moving uh, to Amsterdam from New Zealand, which for me was a really big risk. It felt really scary. And I did consider like the dangers, quote unquote, of doing that. Uh, But like you were saying, there's physical danger and then emotional danger, right? And at the time of deciding whether I should do this thing or not, I was mostly considering the emotional things like, you know, uh, what if I fall out of touch with my family? My family is going to be really far away. Or what if I don't fit in with the culture? What if I don't adapt and I have culture shock? What if I run out of money and I've got no one to fall back on? Those kind of risks, which to me at the time I, were, I guess, what I would consider like those dangerous things, those 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 big factors that contributed to whether I would decide to take that risk or not. 
but uh, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's actually, you know, not not that bad. The world's not going to end. I can always just go back home. While it was still a big risk for me, I think it's easy for us to perceive it as this big giant thing that's going to have a huge impact on our life. Yeah, you're talking pretty life changing risks like that will it won't put you necessarily put you in danger, but it will definitely change your whole routine. Mm-hmm. It'll change your day to day life. So it's you know if you don't like that, then you wasted all this time and this money to move mm-hmm. somewhere that you didn't like. Uh, I think that risks can be really small too. Like maybe you you see that there's a really delicious donut and you want to eat the donut, but you know that it's not going to make you feel so good afterwards. <laughs> uh, so I, I think those are like the little day-to-day things that we have to figure out in our head. It's like we're weighing this, is the juice worth the squeeze Right. question all the time. Because um, we're attracted to behaviors that feel good or that make us feel good and they don't always pay off for us in the yeah. long run. Um, I'm very impressed by people that can do the opposite of taking risks when they do things that they don't enjoy for like a payoff down the line, like working out or eating really well, mm-hmm. stretching, like these things that are not very fun. Is there a word for that? Just like in- investing in yourself, yeah. um, like physically, I'm talking about like specifically learning because is a good example of that. But then again, that's also that also could be a risk because you're spending all this time and maybe money to yeah. learn something that might not pay off. Or you think you want to learn this thing, you think you might be good at it, but then you might not enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think we should talk about wasted time because someone on Twitter asked about that, right? Yes, we had... Aurea asked, how do you have the courage to take risks and not waste time? And this was interesting to me because I, when I assess risks, I've never thought of it as a waste of time. I mean, when we assess risks, you're in that assessment phase, right? So you're not sure if you're going to do it or not yet. And so I guess there is a possibility that you assess the risk and then decide not to do it because of, you know, whatever you, there was a reason that you decided not to take that risk. And I mean, would you consider that a waste of time, Eric? I, for me, I I guess it depends on what you are assessing, right? And what the risk is and how much time investment you have to put into assessing it before deciding whether you're going to do it or not as to whether it will be a waste of time. You're talking about wasting time assessing the risk? That's how I perceived what Aurea said, but but maybe you, you interpret it differently. Yeah. So another reason I want to talk about this topic is because my dad is actually kind of in the risk business in a way. <laughs> He's a financial advisor type guy, and it's his job to go to different companies and help them make smart financial risks. So investing in things that might not pay off for a long time, but or, or maybe it's just a matter of moving things around in the company and that isn't really great in the short term, but in the long term, it'll pay off. So I think I've had that risk-taking mindset from a pretty young age. And I know that it takes some amount of risk in order to get any success. What do you think about that? I feel like you're not going to have an interesting life or an interesting career unless you're taking risks. Yeah, I think I'm a really big believer in that and a big believer in like not sitting still and just trying something. I think too often we 
we interpret risks as these huge big things that are going to have some monumental impact and change on us. And and sometimes that's true, but sometimes risks can be really small things as well, day-to-day things like, oh, I wonder what will happen if I used a, a pen instead of a pencil today in my drawing, or I wonder what will happen if I you know, edited the podcast this way instead of this way, like those kind of small risks, like even this show, this episode that we're doing right now uh, is is a small risk. Like we've never done a show like this on design life and having you here as a guest is really cool, but it's also uh, one of those sort of small risks. And I, I'm super into those ideas. I, I like to be flexible and be adaptive to change and try new things. And I think this comes in a lot with creativity as well. And when it comes to creating creative work, I think we very much like to stay within our comfort zone and our little like comfort blanket of what we know we're good at and what we know we can succeed in because we've done it a hundred times before. And sometimes I think it does take a little bit of that push or a little bit of that motivation to, you know, reach on the outside of that and try something different and take a risk in your creative work because, you know, that might lead to something great or something new that you didn't know you had within you or maybe it could spark a new idea for something so yeah I'm very much in agreement with you know taking these these risks whether they're they're big or small and seeing where they can lead you yeah I think we could talk a little bit about like idols and designers that we look up to because it seems like all the people that I look up to are just so incredibly unique and different and it's like how did they do that how did they get to that point where Everybody knows them for this thing that didn't exist before, and it's so unique. Mm -hmm. They had to have taken a lot of different types of risks, and I think when it comes to our own work, people always say, oh, put yourself into your work, do something unique and different, but it's so much easier said than done when you're actually coming time to try something that's way out of your comfort zone or that the world hasn't seen before. There's this really good quote from uh, Francis Ford Coppola, and he says, if you don't take a risk, how are you going to make something really beautiful if that hasn't been seen before? I love it. So I think that, yeah, in order to to have some any kind of success, you really have to try something that's weird and doesn't necessarily have a positive outcome. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about failure these days about how the person who's succeeding is just failing more. Right. Yeah. Which is a, an interesting take on it as well. Yeah. So I guess we've talked a little bit about what a risk is and we've also chatted a bit about why to take risks at all. It sounds like we're both kind of on the same page of if you want to get somewhere and do something with your life and uh, you know achieve something, then you're going to have to be open to taking risks, right, and trying something new. And we had a lot of uh, people ask on Twitter, how do you know when a risk is worth taking? I think this is a really interesting one and also a really difficult question to answer because a lot of factors come into consideration, I think, when you're trying to decide if a risk is worth taking. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I think it's we're, we're always doing this equation in our head of is the, the likelihood of succeeding uh, you know, times the reward mm-hmm worth the likelihood of failing and the amount of failure. That's a good way to think about it. But we're not actually doing that equation in our head. It's more of a, an innate thing that we have built into our brain. Like, our, is, is it worth it? We're just always asking, well, is it worth it? Maybe you can make a pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. I tend to do that a lot when it's a big decision. 
should I take this job? Uh, is it really worth the headache or the possible, the wasted time that I could have to take this job and if it doesn't work out? But it could also put me in a position to have a really great reward, um, mm-hmm. whether that's monetary or just a growth or meeting new people. Yeah, I think it's also something else that I consider is how important is this to me? And that that really helps me when it comes to making a decision as well on whether I'm going to take the risk or not is how important is this to me? How does this fit into my current life? Or, or you know, maybe the risk is I want to change my current life. You know, how does this fit into me as a person and where I want to go, what I, what I want to do? How does it fit into my long-term goals and my long-term vision that I have for myself? And that also helps me decide whether it's worth taking uh, if if I've done the assessment, maybe I've created the pros and cons list like you suggested, et cetera. And, you know, I think also I, for me when it comes to risks, and this might be a bad thing of me, is is I'm not that spontaneous. I'm really like, you know, I'll, I'll take the time to think about it and, and assess it. And usually if I've only thought about it one time, I generally won't do it. But if it's something that I've been thinking about for a long time and maybe I'm still thinking about doing that thing or taking that risk six months later when I first started thinking about it, that's usually when I start, like, I guess not taking it more seriously, but I start actually considering taking the risk and making that jump. Yeah, there are certain things I'd like to do with my career that I just keep on the back burner or even just with my life. Like maybe there's a trip that I want to take because I think it'll inspire me or I want to meet a certain person or go to a conference and I just say, Oh, I'll go to that next year. You know, I'll do it. I'll do it someday. And then after a while, you're going to be maybe too old to do it. So it's up to you whether you want to take the initiative. Some people have a bucket list of things that they want to do. I don't really have a written out bucket list, but there's definitely some things I want to do. And one of the biggest things that I want to do with my life is I want to live abroad for a year. I had a a few months where I got to live in Europe and I loved it so much. And by the end of it, I was like just starting to feel like it was home. And I really liked that feeling of, for some reason, I just really liked that feeling of reestablishing myself in a new place because the world is so big and it feels like a waste to just stay your whole life in one place and not get to know what the culture is like in, in different parts of the world. So Five years ago, I tried and I tried to find a job abroad and I wasn't having much success with it. So I kind of put that dream in my back pocket for a few years. And just recently, I was given the opportunity to relocate to Argentina, to Buenos Aires. So I I jumped at the opportunity. Every time that they mentioned, oh, yeah, we're opening up an office in Buenos Aires, I said, oh, can I help? Can I help? And yeah, that was like a risk, I suppose. they might not be receptive to me doing that and they didn't actually offer offer it to me right away I had to put a lot of initiative into it Um, and going there is going to be a lot of unknown a lot of I I don't don't, I'm not fluent in Spanish I can get by a little bit and actually the Spanish down there is very different from the Spanish that I know so it's going to be a lot of adjustment Um, I'm really looking forward to that discomfort though in a weird way because I know that it's going to push my push me out of my comfort zone out of my boundaries that I'm normally just in my normal routine in New York. Everything's so convenient. Sometimes you get into this routine. Oh, you just, you can get everything delivered or yeah, you can pretty much get anything you want on Amazon in a day or two. Right. And it doesn't work like that down there. So I'm going to be 
and and it sounds like a really ridiculous thing to demand because what like a few years ago that didn't exist <laughs> but um yeah we're spoiled we I don't, I don't know about you but I feel spoiled when I was living in New York and mm-hmm. I I know that the rest of the world isn't like that yeah. in a lot of places and it really it will, I, hopefully it helps me build some empathy and just have like a more well-rounded perspective if I can take in these different cultures. So I guess you are about to embark on pursuing a risk. Like you are in the middle right now of taking a risk, right? Moving from New York to Buenos Aires. How do you feel right now? Like, are you nervous? Are you excited? What's going through your mind? Because you're kind of like right in the middle of this transition. Yeah. Well, I picked it apart from a lot of different angles before I decided to do it. It's not incredibly risky because the company is really helping me. I have a job when I get there. I have a place to live when I get there. It's not like I'm just packing my bags and going to some foreign country where I don't know anybody. I have a team there that's moving down with me. So as far as moving abroad goes, it's pretty ideal. Uh, And I waited for this. It wasn't, you know, I, I could have done this a few years ago with a lot less things figured out. And I waited for the right opportunity. But I feel really good about it. I feel I feel incredibly excited. And it's just, I feel very liberated because last week I got to pack up my entire apartment and get rid of a lot of things that I didn't need. And I just feel very light right now. A lot of my stress and a lot of my baggage that I had when I was living in New York is fading into the background right now. I'm a little scared that I'm going to feel lonely. That's probably my biggest fear down there is my best friends and my family are in New York. Yeah. And I'm I'm worried that I signed on for this. It's one to two years, the assignment, which isn't really that long of a time. It'll go by pretty quickly, I think. But I'm sure there's going to be a lot of nights where I wish I was back home. Um, luckily, the time zone is the same as New York, so I can communicate with people back home really, really easily. And FaceTime makes things pretty great. It feels like you're almost in the room with them. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I'm just really excited. I have no idea how this is going to change my art or my, you know, what kind of inspiration I'm going to get down there. I think also the fact that I signed on for a one to two year commitment is, is a risk. Cause what if I don't want to stay at this job right. in a few months? I kind of don't have a choice. Yeah. I, I've invest, they're investing in me and I'm investing in the company. Yeah. Yeah. That is quite a, quite a risk itself. And I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there's probably people listening to this that maybe are in a situation that they don't enjoy their current job or what they're doing right now and they they feel like they want to make a change or get out of it and do something different or try something new. What do you have as in terms of advice for those people? Do you have any advice for people that are maybe feeling like they need a change but are holding themselves back because of the potential risk of doing so? Well, I think there some of my friends I can think of are in the same situation where they have a job and they feel very comfortable in that job because they like the people or it's good money, but they're not really fulfilled. Or maybe it's the opposite where they're feeling pretty fulfilled, but they're no, they know that they're not making enough money and it's it's not a good thing. Right. And they maybe they've tried to ask to change that, or you know, and then it's not working, so they know they need to get a new job. But they're so comfortable and they know that it's going to take a lot of investment. They have to redo their portfolio or 
they have to make new connections and put themselves out there and maybe they're kind of introverted. Mm-hmm. A lot of designers tend to be introverted. I think that, first of all, if you think that you're scared, you will be scared. So you have to tell yourself this story that you are strong and that you're willing to take these risks. And if you can tell yourself that story, that's the first step to actually doing it. And then the next thing I would say is to practice being uncomfortable and take small risks and lower stakes kind of risks. Uh, If you want to be better at public speaking, for example, just start in front of a small dinner party. Mm -hmm. Not that I go, not that I have dinner parties. but (laughs) You might in Buenos Aires with your new friends. Oh, yeah. Do some tango lessons. Yeah. (laughs) I think those are two big things. And then when it comes time to actually do it, just don't over, don't overthink it. Just trust your, trust your body, trust your mind. If you've done the work that you need to prepare for trying something different and putting yourself out there. For example, like I share a lot on social media mm-hmm. and every time I do it, a question, a question pops up in my head is like, is this worth sharing? Yeah. Is this really worth people's time? Is this valuable? Uh, you know, there's different kinds of value, of course. Sometimes I just like to make people laugh, yeah. <laughs> um, especially with with the casual Instagram stories that I do. Like, who cares? Like, why am I sharing this? But I put myself in this mindset of, I don't really care. Yeah. So I'm just going to do it. And if I, if I, if it doesn't come out good, I can delete it. Or it's just a little thing. It's not like, uh, it's not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Most things that we make a huge deal about are not a huge deal. So I think that it just takes that mindset of being able to zoom out and see the big picture. Yeah, I think that's really good. I And I struggle with that too sometimes. I have the same as you. Every time I post something, I'm like, what value is this going to bring to people's lives? We're trying to overanalyze the importance of it and questioning whether I should post it or not. But I am trying to relax that barrier a little bit more and just be a little bit more open to sharing things and showing like behind the scenes. I've talked about that before on the podcast about sharing the process and just not taking everything so seriously. And that's what I really like about you and your work too, is it's got so much spirit in it and you are really, you know, open to, to showing, showing the work and the process, but also like the person behind it and you and who you are. And I find that really interesting. Yeah. And I embarrass myself on a regular basis, (laughs) uh, and I don't really consider all of those things as failures because I think, like you said, it's good to show that you're a real person online. Yeah. But I read this thing uh, when I was doing a little bit of research on this topic. It says uh, in order to learn how to be okay with failure, you have to view these short-term failures as part of a long-term personal success and fulfillment. So if you're doing these these things every day that – you, you don't really know if it's going to work out. You don't know if it's going to pay off. Uh, you have to see them, even if they don't go so well, as a longer-term strategy. Yeah, that that reminds me or makes me think as well about what happens when you take a risk and it doesn't work out. It, it fails or maybe the thing you wanted to happen didn't happen. Would you? How do you deal with that? Do you try and pick apart the learnings maybe from that and how you can improve for next time or do you dwell on it and feel bad about yourself? How do you deal with those situations where you decided to take a risk and it didn't work out how you wanted it to? Well, I can give you an example. Yeah, that'd be good. It's not a work example, but 
I'm a big skateboarder and that's a pretty dangerous activity. I know that whenever I go out and and skate, it's it's I could definitely get hurt. And last year I broke my ankle skateboarding and I couldn't walk for months and I had to have surgeries and that was a huge failure. That was awful. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was doing some crazy trick that I'd never done before either. I did was doing something that I'd done many times. So I couldn't really see it coming, but I knew that by trying this activity, I was putting myself in danger. And when I was recovering, I had a lot of time to think about, well, should I keep skateboarding? Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And for me, it is because it's so fun and I feel so happy doing it. And I don't feel like myself without it. So I think not everybody has something like that. Not everybody loves these risky activities, but for me, I'm going to keep skateboarding my whole life and I'm going to take it easy, a little more easy than I did before. (laughs) I can't do all of the same tricks. I'm still healing actually. I'm at like 90%, but I'm trying to like think of an example in, in my career to like tie it back in. Um, well, one of the things that I listed as one of the biggest risks I've taken was sort of branding myself as a lettering artist and specializing in this one craft that was very popular. It still is kind of taking off right now. Everyone seems to be trying lettering because it's a very low barrier to entry. And what if it isn't popular? What if there's no jobs in a few years? Right. Or what if I'm not good at it? That's what I was thinking a few years ago. And it, it's a lot of investment into this one specific thing. And then I'm known as the guy that can do this thing and maybe it's not in demand. So if if I failed at it, like I did with the broken ankle, I would just try to find, well, what's the thing that I learned from that? What, what's the lesson that I got out of it? Uh, luckily, the lettering thing seems, seems to be working out. Skateboarding, not so much. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little rusty. But I learned that I have a limit and... It's, I can still get a lot of fulfillment out of taking like small risks. I don't have to do all the same things mm-hmm. as I did before. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, I'm trying to think now for me about the risks that I've taken and some of the things that maybe hasn't gone well for me. I mean, I feel like the fact that I you know, have lots of side projects on the go and I write weekly and do design projects on the side, etc. I mean... When I do that, I, I'm basically sacrificing other things in my life, right? Like we all have to prioritize and make time. So, yeah. you know, doing this podcast means I have to say no to something else. And in a way, that's also a risk for me because quite often the things that I do say no to are social events or spending time with my boyfriend or going to a yoga class or, you know, relaxing at home. And that, I think if you do that once or now and then, it's not so risky, but over time, if I keep saying no to some of these other things, then that could be a risk. Like, you know, uh, this is blown up example, but if I keep saying no to yoga, then what could happen to my health? Things like that. So just trying to keep in mind, I think, those small risks and decisions that we make every day that while may not seem like a big deal at the time, I think over time in the long-term sense can really add up. And so that's something that I'm also trying to keep aware of of, is, you know, this risk that I'm taking is saying no to those things and saying yes to side projects and and my career and my personal development. You know, what impact is that going to have on me in in five, ten years' time? I I don't know the answer to that, but it's something that I definitely do keep in mind. 
Yeah, I think that goes back to just being mindful of what you're doing and having goals. You know, it's okay to blow off certain things in favor of getting closer to your goals. But there's always that risk of, of I think, saying saying no to the important things or saying no to too much maybe. Like, I guess there's always kind of – I mean, everyone wants to strike that perfect balance, right, of of saying yes to – to personal things and then also being able to say yes to friends and family and things like that. Yeah. My problem is I say yes to too many people. Right. I overcommit and then I end up sacrificing my personal health by not getting enough sleep or not enough alone time Mm -hmm. to just process things. Yeah. That's something I'm really looking forward to when I move is having a little more alone time and not having friends that are constantly, I'm going to miss my friends a lot. Don't get me wrong, but (laughs) I'm, I'm going to not have as many social obligations when I get down there until I make a, a bunch of new friends, which hopefully will happen. But I I definitely hope that in this season I can really invest in myself and start new projects that I'm excited about. Because it seems like when I was in New York, I had no capacity to start anything new. I, like, I feel like I'm leaving behind the old and starting something new and... Hopefully it will have a really positive effect on everything in the long term. I really don't know, though. I really don't know what what two years from now is going to look like. And if you're not, if you feel like you're in this season where everything is kind of repeating itself over and over, year after year, and you need to have a big change in your life in order to to shake things up, that can feel really scary. But sometimes you just have to make a big leap and trust that it will, it will work out. And even if you don't succeed, you, you having, the gut, having the guts to risk the failure in the first place is going to pay off because it'll build character and it'll, it'll make you more likely to, to try different things in the future. So, yeah, one last thing. Like I was saying, it feels like I'm leaving behind a lot of old things and starting something new. And for a lot of people, for myself, it, it felt like that wasn't possible because I'd committed to certain things. I've committed to my job. I've committed to a relationship, committed to a side project, whatever it is. It feels like it's just never going to end. And it's really scary to end something that might have a negative impact, um, at least in the short term. But I want to encourage all the people listening that if you've committed to something and it's going to be painful to stop it, but you know it's going to pay off for you, just try it. Just do it because you're in control. And it feels like we're not in control sometimes, but zoom out. You are in control of your own life. You can really take it wherever you want it to go. You can take it to another country or to another job, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think that's great advice and something that I think I need to adapt more as well. I I think I need to give myself the freedom and flexibility to be open to change and open to changing things. And, and like with this podcast, you know, we've been doing it for almost two years, which is crazy. This is episode 93. So we're almost at a hundred wow. episodes, which is so cool. And, you know, I, I love this podcast and, and we're very strict on, you know, showing up every week to record and making sure an episode goes out on Monday, etc. It's very systematic, I guess you would say. And I'm, I'm, quite a systematic person and so I I feel like I need to take on your advice and be more 
open to change and flexibility and you know the world is not going to end if we put out a podcast episode on a Tuesday instead of a Monday and so I feel like I need to be more open like that and more adaptive of of changing things and trying things new and and there is a risk in doing that like if we start putting out the podcast episode on Tuesdays instead of Mondays will as many people listen to the show you know I, I don't know things could change and that is a risk but yeah, I, I need to take this advice on board. And I think that's really great advice to end on. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. It's been really fun. Yeah, it's been super nice to have you on the show, Eric. Thank you so much. Uh, if, if someone listening wants to check you out, where where should they go? Where can they find you on the interwebs? So my website is f.studio.com. That's E-F-D-O-T studio.com. And I mostly share on Instagram. And it's just f. So E-F-D-O-T. Cool. Thanks for being on the show. And to those of you listening, we always tweet out questions on Twitter for each episode each week. So if you'd like to participate and send in your questions, you can follow us at Design Life FM. You can also see all of our past episodes at Design Life FM and subscribe there to our newsletter. And you can also join the community and chat with like-minded people. Charlie will be back next week. So we'll talk to you all then. Thanks, Eric. See you later. Thanks. Love this. <laughs> I'm just going to use that instead of the. Uh... Please do.